pleasant good morning. These devotions are brought to you by the Anglican Diocese of the Bahamas and the Turks and Caicos Islands. I am Father Christopher Higgs, Rector of St. Peter and Sinan Parish, located in North Africa. Let us pray. O God, our Heavenly Father, who raised up your servant, St. David, to be a bishop and pastor in your church and to feed your flock, Give abundantly to all pastors the gifts of your Holy Spirit, that they may minister in your household as true servants of Christ and stewards of your divine mysteries. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Almighty and everlasting God, you hate nothing that you have made, and forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of you the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 9. Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is well for a man not to touch a woman, but because of cases of sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a set time to devote yourselves to prayer and then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. This I say by the way of concession, not of command. I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has a particular gift from God, one having one kind and another different. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is well for them to remain unmarried as I am. But if they are not practicing self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to be aflame with passion. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a set time, to devote yourselves to prayer. I hope that you will pardon me for for what could possibly be viewed as eisegeting the text. But in the season of Lent, I think that the following message is relevant. There once was a little boy named Bobby, who desperately wanted a new bicycle. His plan was to save his nickels, dimes, and quarters until he finally had enough to buy a new 10-speed bike. Each night, he asked God to help him save his money. Kneeling beside his bed, he prayed, Dear Lord, please help me save my money for a new bike, and please, Lord, do not let the ice cream man come down the street again tomorrow. During this season of Lent, we have been preparing ourselves 
to share in and celebrate the real reason for our faith, which is Christ's death and resurrection. One of the ways people of faith mark this period of time is by fasting, just like Christ fasted for 40 days in the desert. Fasting involves sacrifice, but people can give up more than just food for Lent. They can give up things such as bad habits, limit their text messaging or time spent on social media sites like Facebook. But for centuries, the main thing that was given up for Lent was food. But we can give up such things as anger and hatred, judging others, discouragement, complaining, resentment or bitterness, spending too much money. Anything that controls us or that we cannot say no to. If it takes God's place in our lives, it is an idol and we are living in something similar to idolatry. Fasting has both spiritual and physical benefits. Focusing on the spiritual, fasting is a spiritual discipline done by faith that temporarily relieves you of the weight of the flesh and elevates your spirit. It is in this regard that fasting facilitates prayers because it positions your spirit to connect effectively with God in prayer. Effective fasting enhances your spiritual sensitivity and alertness, thereby enabling your spirit to receive divine signals, instruction, or revelation from God through the help of the Holy Spirit. It does not necessarily have to be a lengthy fast for it to be effective. Fasting is an intentional act of sacrifice and worship because you deliberately give up certain pleasures of the flesh, sometimes temporarily, in order to establish a deeper communion with God and advance your spiritual life. Just before Jesus began his Galilean ministry, the Bible tells us in Matthew 4, 1-2, that Jesus was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. I am not by any means recommending this type of fast for any Christian. I am just asserting that Jesus believed in fasting and that he personally fasted. Fasting, we should avoid hypocritical fasting. You're not fasting to impress anyone. In Matthew 6, 16 through 18, Jesus said, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. When fasting, it is important to feed your spirits with the word of God and spend adequate time in worship and prayer. When breaking your fast, you should do so with light meals and avoid highly acidic fruits, drinks, and foods. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we must be careful not to misuse fasting as it is not effective when the motive is wrong. Today, the church celebrates and recognizes the life and works of St. David, 
who is the patron saint of Wales. He was a monk that opened a number of monasteries despite opposition and threats of bodily harm. His works include spreading Christianity throughout Western Britain. The legend of St. David involves him being led by the Spirit to heal his teacher Paulinus, among other miracles, and that a dove followed him around. He believed that doing the little things will enable us to transform our schools, life, and country for the better. An outstanding characteristic of St. David is that he is famously known for drinking only water and eating only bread with salt and herbs. While most of us won't be able to fast to the extent of that of St. David, fasting and Lent provide us with a time to focus on what is always true, and that is God is always reaching out to enable us to change, be renewed, and deepen our commitment to him and his chosen community. Fasting counteracts our daily habits of excessive consumption and makes us aware of God's promptings and the needs of others. Leo, Bishop of Rome, once wrote, The sum total of our fasting does not consist in merely abstaining from food. In vain do we deny our body food if we do not withhold our hearts from wickedness and restrain our lips so that they speak no evil. We must so moderate our rightful use of food that our other desires may be subject to the same rule. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you came into this world to rescue us from the bondage of sin and to give us the free gift of eternal life. May the joys of heaven always compel us to walk the path of grace. May we never forget that heaven is a free gift that we have purchased, that you have purchased with your life. Help us to utilize that gift on our earthly pilgrimage. This we ask, O Father, through the merits of your Son and the grace of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening, and if possible, please share with a friend.